Welcome back to Nortex Radio, episode 11. We're about three months in now. Uh, Dan Quinn revenge game. How about them Cowboys, Connor? Big time, big time Dan Quinn game. Uh, he uh, he capitalized on the revenge game. That's uh, easily the best defensive performance of the year. We're going to dissect it, cut it up, talk about it. It deserves to be talked about. Oh, absolutely. Uh, great, great game. Uh, both sides of the ball played real well. Um, we're, we were uh, traveling yesterday, so we uh, got some stuff put together and uh, cut it up good, and let's uh, let's get into it, man. Oh, yeah. Um, there's a whole note. Back to who we were, who we are. Last <sighs> week, I mean, last week we just showed up flat. Nobody gave a shit. Um didn't listen to last week's episode. Go listen to it. But last week it was Tony Pollard and Mike Parsons. This week, everybody knew that, hey, even though we're playing a shitty average team, we still got to show up and play ball. And so today, I mean, or yesterday now, um, I mean, everybody showed that. Like, hey, we we can't just fuck around and let them take over. Uh, we got to play ball against everybody. And – what I loved was we kept the fucking foot on the pedal the whole time. And that's what we got to do. This is big boys. This is NFL. Don't let off. Keep going. And shout out to McCarthy for doing that. We don't, we don't, we don't praise McCarthy too much around here, but we're trying to. But I give him kudos to that. Keep that gas going. Don't stop. Yeah, I agree. Uh, that's Mike McCarthy's best coach game of the season, easily. Um, he, like you said, um, started off good, and uh, he he fucking ran with it, man. There was a uh, there were plenty of opportunities for us to to pump the brakes and let them come back in it. And uh, between him and Dan Quinn, dude, I mean, both of them just. Uh, I think that's what I that that was the, the the best thing for me was just the defense, man. It, it could have been so easy to get complacent and laid back, you know, especially up twenty eight to three. Um, fuck, man, we're blocking punts. Yeah. You know, twenty eight oh, yeah. three, we're we're blocking punts. I mean, that's the that's the shit. Uh, you know, that, that's like you said. Uh, this is exactly what had to happen after last week. There's no no other way to describe last week except for flat, and that's still like. It was such a plain fucking just manila envelope game. Like we we talked about it. We're like, you know, we don't even know how to feel about it because it's so fucking flat. And oh, yeah. we, just, we just come out electric this week and uh just put the put the fucking hammer down, man, and stuck with it the whole time. It was it was great. Oh yeah. Shit, we'll we'll start with the main man, Dak. Uh he came out 24 for 31, 296 yards, two TDs. <laughs> I mean, he looked phenomenal. Everybody looked phenomenal, but Dak, I mean, woke the hell up. Like we just said, everybody had to wake the hell up, but nice see Dak back. Calf didn't look bad. I mean, I know last week he had a rough game, but hopefully we're past that. So uh, hopefully Dak's good from here on out because Calf didn't look like he was bothering too much this week. No, I don't think so. I I don't, it didn't look like it was bothering him. We didn't hear a lot about it bothering him during the week. Um, and he seemed he seemed like he was making better decisions. Uh, it seemed like that that wasn't distracting him. Um, I, I don't know if that was an excuse, a possibility for last week. 
Um, but it definitely seemed like he was much more focused on the decisions that he was getting ready to make or make or whatever. Oh yeah. Uh, like you said, way, way more comfortable um, reading, like, you know, through options, check down, stuff like that. Um, real composes. It's a, another Dak game, you know, he has 300 yards and it seems effortless. Oh yeah. So, I mean, it doesn't really look like if you're watching the game, it didn't really look like he tried that hard. So yeah. uh, that's all we want to see. Like, I mean, he's, Hopefully all the way back. We didn't hear anything about the calf. He didn't look like the calf bothered him. So that's a great, great comeback game for him after the shit that happened against Denver. Oh, absolutely. Um, shit. Another thing we're, we've hit on it before, but our, our offense is so fucking deep, man. We had 10 different people catch, have a reception, 10 different guys. I mean, that don't happen. And that's, that's with one of our tight ends out. One of our top two tight ends. I mean, yeah. everybody got some share. You got to cover everybody. Yeah, it's it's looking at it right now. Uh, CD six, Tony Pollard six, Coop four, Michael Gallup. Welcome back three, Zeke three. Uh, you know Schultz one, Malik Turner, Corey Clement just. Hitting on the shit you said, man. There's that's 10 fucking players. If you lined all of them up on one play, that's that's an entire offensive set. I mean, yeah, that's that's crazy to think about. Um, that you 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 would have an entire offensive set at some point in this game all catching a pass. Oh, absolutely. So you you that's that shit is crazy to think about trying to to defend against that, to scheme against that. And some of these average, like these average reception yards are stupid, man. CD, 15.8, Coop, 13, Gallup, 14, Noah Brown, one reception, but it's for 18 yards. Just, it's, the the depth is unreal, man. Oh, yeah, it's ridiculous. And, man, was it nice to see Michael Gallup back. Early, I mean, too. He was making, yeah. he was catching the ball early. Yeah, and, I mean, and good catches too. Yeah. So shit is if we can just stay healthy, I don't give a shit. We're gonna be hard to beat. We're gonna be real hard to beat. We're we're just we're freaking loaded, dude. Yeah. Yeah, that's if if this game says anything, that's that's what that says. The depth is is unreal. I mean, we didn't it, it seemed very, very effortless. We're able to rest all of our ones for 95% of the fourth quarter. I mean, oh, yeah. And the defense is still like, we didn't, we, we still didn't give up a single fucking point. Yep. So um, that was nice to see. Um, it was nice to know um, if we do get a situation again this year where, and we don't have all the ones out there on either side of the ball, um, you know, we still, we still run plays. Um, I mean, we didn't score on offense, but I I really – I fucking loved watching the defense during this game. Oh, like the, the defense was awesome. The offense almost got redundant. We're just like – like you said, like we're just hammering it down. But watching the defense just execute plays and reads and jump routes and break up passes and, I mean – interceptions we'll talk about stuff like that but the fuck everybody defense. did their job yeah everybody 
And, man, what is nice, too, about that, we're missing a lot of guys on the line on defense. Yeah. A lot of scary guys. Yeah. So, I mean, shit, we get D-Law back, Randy Gregory. Gallimore, we're going we're gonna to be terrifying. Like, yeah. We gave up three points, and we were missing pretty much our whole starting defensive line. Yeah. And I think there's uh, – man, it, immediately after the game, like uh, – I, I just saw Demarcus Lawrence hopping on Twitter and just like can't like can't get back soon enough like yeah you know, like this kind of shit this game like this just lit a fire under him so same thing uh, Randy Gregory we've talked about him plenty like lucky for the Falcons he wasn't yeah no shit like, that was this I don't know how much more of a bloodbath this could have been but he would have found a way to make it something yeah. Randy Gregory isn't playing for a Pro Bowl this year. He's playing for a Super Bowl and All Pro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Deal with your Pro Bowl. He's going to be All Pro. As long as he stays on the field, he's coming for it. Um, yeah. Yeah, that fucking defense, dude. Uh, if you didn't see all the listeners, watchers, uh, Dan Quinn got the game ball for a hell of a job, and he deserved that shit. I mean, like we just said, that defense was fucking awesome. We didn't look bad at all. I mean, it's we went from last week, just, we could nitpick every fucking play, to this week, just like, shit, hey, we did our jobs. That's why we won. We gave up three fucking points. So, Dan Quinn, shit, you just had the game ball on that one. Yeah, I – but, I mean, like we've already hit on 20 times just on this episode. It was so – it is blatantly obvious. The defense knew it. Dan Quinn knew it. McCarthy knew it. The offense knew it. The fans knew it. The fuck it's ESPN, Fox, fucking Kevin Burkhart, Greg Olson, everybody fucking knew it. <laughs> oh, that, yeah. That was, that was a fucking Dan Quinn revenge game, and he fucking nailed it. 100 out of 100, he fucking – Oh, yeah. Dan said, uh, Atlanta, you're going one for 11 on third down, 0 for 2 on fourth down. Uh, we had two sacks, and then we had three picks. You can't ask for from defense at all. Yeah, one, one for 11 on third down. If you, if you can put up that consistently against fucking offenses – you should win every game. You're you're a fucking menace to society. Oh yeah. Like nine nine percent. It's nine percent conversion rate on third down. That's <laughs> that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's if if you're doing that consistently, there's there's nothing more that especially as fans, like we can ask for. That's a fucking electric defense. Oh yeah. Yeah, and we're still missing our front big boys. Just missed tip off of Mavs. Mavs live now with us. So we may peek up if you hear us hooping and hollering. Uh, 
anything left on the Cowboys right now? No, I mean, I feel like it's total polar opposite of last week. Last week, we got to a point where we said, hey, this fucking sucked. We don't have a lot left to talk about this week. Fuck, man, there's not a lot to nitpick. We played great. This is what the oh, fans yeah. want to see. This is this is the shit that we need to do to fucking make a run deep in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. The league to say, oh, shit, we're, Dallas got home field advantage. Dallas got a bye, like. Dallas said no joke. So yeah. this was this was a game that definitely and it couldn't have come at a better time. I mean, Washington winning. Um, like we've said, we're not in a divisional race, but still yeah. you, <laughs> you, you don't want to have that fucking situation where we lose two weeks in a row and then Washington fucking beats the you know the Bucks and yeah, now it's just like you know, so Washington wins, Philly wins, uh, fucking plot twist. The Dallas Cowboys beat the ever-living shit out of the Atlanta Falcons, too. So their wins don't fucking mean near as much as they would have. Oh, yeah. It's always a, it's always a, a plus in fucking hindsight. So. <laughs> shit, man. Just said Mavs got tip off. We're five minutes in. We've been talking. I've been missing it. Uh Denver's up 14-11. The Mavs, though, man, record-wise looks pretty. What are we? We're eight and four. Eight, I mean, eight and four, yeah. Yeah, I mean, record-wise, we look we look nice, but same thing we've hit on. Man, we're, we're beating the dog shit out of terrible teams. But when we play somebody good like the Wolves – Granted, we didn't get our complete asses whooped. It was a decent ball game, but the the good teams we are struggling with hard. And I mean, hopefully it's just like early. We're just struggling out of the gates of the season. But I mean, we're we're losing to the teams we're gonna see in the playoffs. The ass whoopings against the shitty teams, I mean, yeah, they look nice, but that's not gonna help us come May, June. So, hell, tonight's a big one with, with the Nuggets. I mean, hopefully we wake up and put up a good fight, but still the same damn thing. We're just – we look great against shitty teams. We look awesome against shitty teams. But when we play somebody good, we just can't fucking perform. But – Fuck our season. Yeah, uh, fucking revenge game for the Dallas Mavericks, man. October 29th, if uh, if you've been listening since the season started, the Nuggets beat the ever-living shit out of us. It's like 106, 107 to 70-something. Yeah, 106, 75. <laughs> yeah, beat, the, beat the fucking brakes out of them. So, uh, Dan Quinn revenge game, Dallas Mavericks revenge game tonight. Um, oh, yeah. You know, 16-13 right now. Just tipped off, so fucking dinner and a movie for us after we wrap this up for sure. We'll be watching oh, yeah. the Mavs game. We're not scared of the Joker brothers. No, yeah, <laughs> all whatever they are—Serbian, Romanian, mafia, whatever. All Nortex. We ain't scared of shit. Yep. Let's Hop see. on. Yeah. We'll tell you, you ain't shit. Um, man. We talk about Luca needing help, and we still do. But Jalen Brunson, 
fucking came out this year and said, I'm giving my all. I'm going to do everything I can. And that boy has played his ass off every game. He just don't stop. So since last week, he had 17 points against the Pelicans. And then he turned around, had 12 against the Bulls. And put up 17 against the Spurs. I mean, Jalen is showing up saying, I mean, he knows he's not the star. He knows he's not the second star. He knows he's not an all-star. Nowhere. But the man just wants to win. And he, especially like when Luka comes out, Jalen's like, give me the fucking ball. This is my team now. <laughs> yeah. I want the A on my fucking jersey because I'm running the shit when Luka's on the fucking bench. And he has. He's looked fucking great. Shit, Jalen's on Jersey Watch. Oh, he's absolutely on Jersey Watch. He's on fucking but City City Connect, Jersey Watch, whatever. Oh, them filthy babies they're wearing tonight. Yeah. Um I I thought the same thing. I thought we were gonna see a couple of good Jalen Brunson performances stepping in here or there, hitting a shot, making a play. Um he's fucking consistent, man. Oh from yeah. What, from what we've watched of the Mavs, from what we've talked about the Mavs, he's just he's fucking here to stay. He's he's oh, yeah. here to play his role. Um, this role that he's he's fucking stepped into, like he's he's embodying it. He's fucking exceeding at it. He's he's doing a great job being the two right now. So he just had a beautiful assist to Dwight. Beautiful bounce pass. Jay bounce passes. Just sidebar, let's talk about how un- underrated the bounce pass is. Oh, God. Now, a well-performed bounce pass is so sexy. Yep. It's, it's something that's just invaluable. And he just laid a beautiful one down. Man, it's, it's, like, it's like a perfect butt. Oh, yeah. Little fundamentals, but it's just like, I'm going to do this shit right, and there's nothing you can do. About yeah. It. Yeah. You're just stuck sitting there. That's the defense. That's that's a good that's a good comparison. Oh yeah, and if you love either sport, you're like, mm, I got it. I know what you're saying. <laughs> got it. Uh, like we said, we got the Nugs right now. Halfway through the first, eighteen sixteen Denver. Um, we'll try to keep an eye on this while we're reading while we're talking. Um. I do forget sometimes to peek up, see what's going on. Uh, after this, though, till next week, we got we got to go to Phoenix Wednesday night. That's awesome. Nine o'clock game. We love those, but fuck, we're used to that with the Rangers. That's no shit. <laughs> and then we got Friday night again at Phoenix, but I can I'm way more better at staying up on a Friday night to watch anything than fucking Wednesday at nine o'clock. Yeah. And then, uh, then the Clippers Sunday, which we will probably be recording either at the end of that or at the beginning or right after this. Um, but yeah, other than what's going on in the game right now, that's about all I have for them. Yep, we're watching it. 
trying to get my shitty ass internet to. I'm watching this game in fucking eight bit, so whatever. It's just nice. Fucking pixel by pixel. <laughs> no big deal. I'll piece it all together. Damn, I was trying to bring up the box score to have while we watch it while we talk, but now my phone or my fucking computer's not wanting to work. Yeah, my I, I was watching it on this monitor. It just said sports data not available. All right, cool. Okay, <laughs> fine. <laughs> yeah, sports data is temporarily unavailable. Try reloading this page. All right. Oh shit! That's what. Yeah, that's what mine's saying. Yeah. Here it goes. I wonder why. Then that must mean it's not me or you. Or it's both of us. Well, no shit. No, mine. Mine just came on too. We just suck. Oh yeah. There we go. Yeah, it just came up. Jesus, Nicole has already got five boards. He's good. He like, is good. Yeah, he's, fucking, <laughs> he's he's such a fucking casual person. He's he's pretty good at basketball. Oh yeah. Yeah, we may come back and hit and miss. Shit, looking down again. I heard the crowd roll through my headphones. Oh, uh, Luca with a floater. I guess he got, got a foul call, too. Um, yeah, we'll come back. Like I said, we got that live. Um, we'll be hitting on it here and there. Connor went down to watch our boys, the other brothers of American Airlines, Saturday night. And I don't know what pep talk you gave them, but we won a fucking game in regulation. Hey, <laughs> man, that was uh, um, yeah, fuck, I don't know. I, I was so fucking excited. I was like a little kid in a candy shop. Um, got to go down there. It's kind of a late birthday present. Um, some fucking, we had some some great seats. Um. Fucking great game to watch. There was an incredible amount of Philly fans. And, uh, I mean, one of our – one of the guys that I went with, one of our listeners, um, Lars, man, he was just like, fuck Philly, you know, <laughs> all day, every day. Uh, and man, it was awesome. They, uh, they fucking came out, played a great game. Um, it's cool shit to watch. I, I love watching hockey. Um, it's one of those, like, hockey and basketball both to me, especially in the American Airlines Center. Um, it, it's just – it doesn't seem like there's a bad seat in that building. There is matter. not a bad seat in that building. It, it doesn't really matter where you sit. It doesn't matter. Um, I've sat fucking three rows up from the boards, and I've sat in – the 300 section I've set on the ends, like every seat in there, it just like the fucking experience is great. The facility oh, yeah. is nice. Like everything about it is great. It's fucking great game. The last like four stars games we've been to, they lost, um, beat the shit out of Philly. I love it. So. Yeah. Nice to get a win under the belt. <laughs> yeah, just in regulation, just fucking 13 games into the season. We finally no decided shit. to do that. So, 
yeah, we're five, six, and two now. Uh, yeah, five goals against Philly. I mean, that's we love that. We want to see that every week, every game. <laughs> yeah, we uh, just I I wish we could do it every single time. I wish. I mean, I wish we could do it. I wish the the guys and gals, whoever listens to this, like the people that we're fans with, I wish we could watch all these games. Like the environment, so much like watching same thing with basketball just like when you watch it on tv it's so much different you you see like just this one moment like this one play in this one moment you don't see what else is going on in the court you don't see what else is going on the ice like we we sat around and a couple of people that i was there with like we talked about it and it's like it's so cool to see you know watch the line changes or watch what the d-men are doing behind our own net or um it's fucking Sports are the greatest, man. That's just as a badass experience. Just go down there, watch them beat the shit out of, watch people crash the net. Oh uh, yeah, same same shit. Like, I mean, we've kind of got some people picking it up, but you still have like Luke Glendinning, two points, a goal and an assist. I was waiting yeah. to get a fight. I wanted a Gordy Howe hat trick. Same thing. With, <laughs> same thing with Rope. I thought real. I thought we were real close to getting. The damn Gordy Howe hat trick from Rope. Um, he got fucking a nasty shoulder check in the third period, and um, he was not fucking happy about that. So, if you would have got to see a Gordy Howe hat trick, I would have been so fucking jealous. Yeah, yeah. It's like one Fair- of those bucket list things. Like, I, I want to see that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Joel Faraby is fucking cheap ass shoulder shot on him, and uh, it's like that's another thing. Like you. I don't know if they showed it on TV or not, but like he went over there to, to essentially like try to help him up. And I mean, Rope like fucking swung a stick at him. He's like, fuck you. <laughs> so I was like, this is it, man. Here's the Gordy Howe hat trick. Uh, yeah. Drop them gloves. Let's go. Man, it was a, uh, it was still fucking, it was a badass game. We, we fucking shut down everybody we needed to shut down. Oh, um, yeah. Kevin Hayes was back for Philly after all the unfortunate shit that happened with his brother and stuff like that. And the fucking, the energy of the Philly fans that were there was nuts. Like there, there were, there was a surprising amount of Flyers fans. Um, but like we said, I mean, the, the people that we fucking needed to shut down, we shut down like Clyde Giroux. I mean, uh, JVR got a goal, but Clyde Giroux was shut down most of the night. So it was, it was fucking, it was a, an outstanding fucking defensive game, which I don't feel comfortable saying up until this game. <laughs> it may be a good luck sign. We're going to have to get your ass down there. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have to gonna make a couple trips down there because it's like that, that fucking American Airlines Center, man. Everybody talks about Jerry's World and the new, you know, Globe Life. Fucking American Airlines Center is a hidden gem. Oh, it is. But what's nice, like, too, is, and I'll throw Jerry's World into this one. Like, even if you sit in the 300s or 400s in Jerry's World, the 300s at American Airlines, like, no matter where you are, that's what's cool is, like, if you're on top of it, you can see the plays develop, which, I mean, most places are like, but American Airlines, there's not a bad seat. There's not. Yeah. And then, like you said, sit behind the goals. You can see the 
the plays developed from the backside or the front side instead of on top. There's not a bad place to sit. Like, it's a fucking magical place. So, if you haven't been down there, you need to go. Um, I know we're planning on going in about two weeks to a Mavs game down there, but it don't matter where you sit. You're good. If you ain't been, go go watch either team. Go watch both teams. Check yeah. them both out. Check out the atmosphere. See how it works. You're going to fucking love it. Either yeah. game you go to. I think, yeah, we're going to be down there in a couple of weeks. Um, I think we're going to try to do a little more from a social standpoint. My piece of shit phone was dead. Uh, <laughs> I didn't take a phone charger with me. <laughs> so It um, happens. My phone was dead until Sunday. Um, but, dude, it's just just like you said, man, like, if you're if you're a fan of any of these teams, if you're a fan of just fucking sports, man, live sports uh, is such a it's such a badass experience. It's cool oh, yeah. that we're like we're close enough. It's a day trip for us to go watch the teams that we like. Um, yeah, it's fucking it's great that live sports are back. We'll be down there for the Mavs in a couple weeks, and we're gonna fucking I 100 percent believe we're totally gonna take advantage of that. So. Oh yeah, be it'll, be on the lookout for that content. It'll be a it'll be a great time. Uh, yeah, fuck. Other than the game you went to, though, <laughs> six three yeah. last week, Vancouver, yeah. and then uh, four to two against the Predators. We yeah. didn't look good until Connor went and riled the boys up. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. We'll have to uh, – fuck, you know, I don't know. I guess maybe we start a little Nortex season tickets. Fucking, I don't know. I don't know what we do. But, uh, yeah, it was not a good week up until Saturday night. Um, yeah. Fuck. We, we talked a little bit about um, Braden Holtby uh, – you know, who done was in the goal. He played fucking great. That's another crazy fucking thing I love about life. Like watching goalies fucking tend to the goal live. Oh, it it's so underrated, so underappreciated on TV. You have no that, fucking right. That might be the last position in sports that I would want to play. It's Jalen just knocked down a three to end the first. There you go. Jersey watch. This, this is exactly what we should just do this for every game. We'll just live watch every game. Most fucking oh fuck. In some capacity, we're we're there. But yeah, w- watching watching someone play goaltender in hockey or or whatever the fucking correct verbiage there, it is so much different live. Like Anton Dobin had an amazing game in the net. We got yeah. some Stupid fucking dumbass puck that trickled by. He thought it was on him, blah blah blah. But other than that, and it was it was a good game. So fucking rest of the week sucked. That game was great. Some people that needed to heat up finally started heating up. Thank God. Yeah. Um, that's a that's a two game goal streak for Rope Hints. Um Pavelski got a goal, so he's extended out to like six game point streak. Um, just fucking Luke Lindenning. Like everyone had him picked to be an impact this year. He fucking scored two points. So 
It was just, just a good game all around. Right. Same shit from the defensive guys were there. Uh, Miro's point streak ended, but he, he still had, you know, plenty to pick up from the other end. So that's oh, another yeah. great thing about this team. Another great thing about this team. You have, you have fucking John Klingberg, Ryan Suter, Miro Haskinen, Essa Lindell. Like, right. I'll put I'll put those four defensemen against almost almost any other fucking quartet. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's nice to see, you know. Yeah, and and Miro's. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we said it last week. Miro is one of the guys that has been playing, oh. where everybody else is kind of taking a couple games off. Miro's the one out there busting his ass. Yeah, he's 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 another one of those people like you you also don't necessarily see it live or I mean you only see it live but he's he's involved in every single play in every single capacity like whether whether it shows up on the stat line or not I I wholeheartedly believe that him and John Klingberg are the two best people in the league at doing that. They're yeah. You may never see a number correlated to it. You may never see a statistic correlated to it. But in some capacity, they're involved in every single play. So, like you said, I mean, yeah, you look at the stat line here. He three shots on goal, no points, no assists, anything crazy. Uh, but like you said, he's been fucking involved all season. He was very much involved in that game. Um, it's, it's a good way to end a shitty week for the Stars. We'll oh, see yeah. We'll how this week goes. Uh. Moving on to the old diamond. We ain't got a whole lot. I mean, it could turn into a whole lot, but uh, this week, Arizona Fall League, uh, Owen White and Ezekiel Duran both made the the fall stars. Uh, Owen White had a nine-pitch scoreless inning. We like to see that. He was one of the top performers in the Fall Star game, um, but yeah, seeing both them two out there playing well—that's that's good sign for our future. Um, if you don't follow along, uh, we got Owen in 2018 in round two, um, and then Duran was part of the Joey Gallo trade. So everybody that bitched about that—he's a Fall Star, future All Star. Shut up. Bang. All-star um, equals all-star. That's all I had wrote down about the Rangers. I don't know if you have anything, but I thought of more later on after I did my rundown. But I will let you hit if you have anything. Uh, well, are we going to talk about this? I feel like what our listeners will agree with, this fucking rookie of the year snub that just came out about, what, yeah. 30 minutes before we started recording? Yeah, a bunch of crock of shit. So the players uh, literally voted his ass as the rookie of the year. The players. Yeah, that's um so any I mean I'm sure anyone that follows this follows us has already seen this. Um so it's Randy and Rosa Arena, AL rookie of the year, a totally finished fourth. Yeah, what even the finals? Uh, I, I hate that. I hate that. I hate that. I hate that. You have Baseball's in this advanced analytics stage. I'm not going to sit here and be fucking 
you know, Mike Schmidt or anything like that and talk about how advanced analytics don't matter. I definitely think they do. But fucking Jared Caraba said it best. He said, fucking congrats to Randy Rosarena for being the first person to be rookie of the year that's played in like fucking six postseasons. Exactly. Like there, there has to be a way to fucking like Randy Rosarena was a household name last year with his boots, with his fucking Tampa Bay race. If, if they don't fucking lose, if they win the world series, that's your world series MVP. Yeah. Last year. Yeah. yeah. And then this year, he sh- if they if the Rays win the World Series in 2020, he is the 2020 World Series MVP, and then 21, he's your fucking rookie of the year. Makes no fucking sense. But whatever. I mean, he did have a good year. He's still young. I mean, nothing against Randy. It's not him. But the rules make no fucking sense. Yeah, I agree. It's nothing to me personally. It's nothing against Randy Rosarina. Like you said, the impact he has on his team is great. My issue with it is I feel like the impact that Adolis Garcia has on the Texas Rangers is a well surpassed what Randy Rosarina does for the race. Oh God. I don't even know what want to know how many games we lose without him. So um, the advanced analytics are there. I don't, I don't want to get into it because it doesn't support the argument. I mean, the wars are close. If you follow baseball now, you're following war wins above replacement, you know, how important you are at your position. Um, Randy Rosarina is a 4.0. Adolis 3.8. This is what frustrates me is um, who uh, Luis Garcia, Wander Franco. I like the idea yeah. of these numbers, but what what are these? A, a, a $20 bill doesn't mean the same to every person. No. That, that's how I feel about this. What that, That's how I feel about the MVP voting. That's how I feel about um, pretty much anything aside from the Cy Young. I'm fine with the Cy Young being who came out, who pitched their ass off. It looks the best on paper. It looked the best in games. I'm cool with that. Yeah. You want to talk to me about most valuable player. You want to talk to me about rookie of the year. I want, like you said, I want to see how these teams perform if these players aren't there. Oh, and yeah. The, the Rays will perform better without Randy Rosarina than the Rangers would without Adolis Garcia. Or even Franco, who was, a, who was a finalist. Yeah. And didn't even play half the fucking season. Mm-hmm. They're still in the playoffs. They're still winning the East without Wander Franco. Yep. So Adolis won us multiple games. It, without Adolis, we have the first overall pick next year. It's fucking true. Yep. So, yeah, he's, he's 90 RBIs. 31 home runs. Uh, that's, you know, we, we fucking hit on it a couple weeks ago. That's a Ranger rookie record. Uh, both of those. Yep. And here's the other thing. This fucking guy plays defense. Yeah. This and that's plays. another one. Got fucked on some stupid ass rules. Yeah. That he didn't play enough that position. And then we trade our other all-star and he moves and didn't play enough that position. He's not a fucking finalist. Adolis got twice this year and that is why i'm saying next year he's gonna if he doesn't win mvp he's gonna have mvp votes he will for sure have mvp votes next year yeah yeah i i don't know i i was reading november 15th fuck you baseball writers (laughs) that's another thing i understand yeah i like you said with the he didn't play enough 
whatever, whatever the fuck it is, pitches, innings, blades of grass. I don't know at this position, whatever. It, it, it blows my mind that granted we we're, we're still big Joey Gallo fans. Joey Gallo got a silver slugger. Yeah. <laughs> and he played like, well, I don't even remember what the number was, but it was like 15 games or something. Yeah. In, it wasn't many at all. And fucking was it right field? Like, but we're going to say Adoles Garcia didn't play. No, no, no. Games. It wasn't right. It was someone else because he was right field for us. When he went to the Yankees, he moved like left. Oh, so it was okay. So the complete total opposite rule applies in that situation. Yeah. So, and then you have a guy who's making an impact on a team, both offensively and defensively. That's the other thing. If you come out and you fucking lay an egg on defense and you got a fucking, you know, your fucking fielding percentage is 0.85 something, like you're not doing shit. This, he has fucking, was like 16 outfield assists or some shit. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't, I, I guess I'd be okay with him. I, I really wouldn't be okay with him not winning rookie of the year, I'm going to be honest, but there's absolutely no way that he's fourth. No. Zero. Zero. Zero percent. I don't care what fucking baseball writers, what voters, who gets to do it. Fucking BBWA, Bob Nightingale and his homies. Baseball writers fucking suck. I hate I, baseball writer awards. I fucking hate them. Yeah. Yeah, that's and it's like you said, the fucking These players and the, the Hall players, of Fame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The players, voted the him. guys that compete with him every fucking day, voted for him. Yeah, but he's that's... fourth. He's fourth. Which, granted, me and you aren't professional fucking athletes, and we don't have a vote yet. Maybe one day. Fuck, that'd be cool. But oh, yeah. also, we're a whole lot more realistic. Where the guys fucking competing voted for him, but the guys that never fucking stepped foot on a professional diamond. Nah, nah, he ain't good enough. Are you fucking kidding me? That makes no sense at all. Like, to be honest, I think every award should probably be voted on by players. The whole league. Yeah. Unless one day it got like biased or some shit, there's got to be a rule where you can't vote on your own teammate. That's got to be your rule. Because then you can't just like everybody just vote for their own fucking guy. But if you played for that team, you got to vote on 29 other guys. That would be the most fair shit. But instead, you got, like you said, bombed Boob Nightingale, fucking boob. idiot. Boob. Jesus. Man. I hate baseball writers awards. They're fucking terrible. They've they've fucked with the Hall of Fame. It's all so shitty. Yeah. Um, uh, this is so. Here's what I. This is what. So it says Joey Gallo received as he was nominated as a silver slugger silver slugger finalist at DH and a Gold Glove finalist in right field. But how many the fucking that, games did he play DH? Uh, hold on. Oh, okay. God. Uh, 14 games. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? 14 games he was listed as the DH. And Adolis can't be a gold glove finalist. Correct. What a crock of shit. Yeah. So, Jesus, that pisses me off. I don't, yeah. I mean, I'm. I'm just, I'm not going to lie. I'm fucking Googling shit, reading shit. Uh, if you're out there listening, fucking fact check me. 
Uh, like I said, we're we we have fucking seen Joey Gallo come all the way up through our system. We're Joey Gallo fans. Yeah. Our complaint is with the system, with the riders. Like Clint said, fucking nailed it. Like we have players that are playing against this guy every single day saying, yep, he's the, he's, he's the best. He's the best rookie this year, whether it be what he contributes to his team, what he does against other teams, whatever. We, as his opponents, think he is the best player in a rookie position. Baseball writers come in, they say, fuck that, fuck number two, fuck number three. Water uh, Franco's can... number one prospect. Let me suck his dick a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, oh, Boob probably did that. Boob probably voted for him. Yeah, so, yeah, I agree. Boob, you can retire whenever you want. USA Today will be fine without you. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'll fucking get it right on. Well, so. we'll, we'll get a little better. So I, I did some thinking today while I was working. I drive a lot while I work. It's all I did, to be honest. Um, this offseason, which the CBA is going to expire December 1. Um, I don't have much wrote down about that. For some reason, I thought everybody knew. I should have. Might hit on more of that next weekend. But anyways – you want to look it up for next week, look it up, CBA. Um, there's going to be a stoppage. There's going to be a strike December 1st. It's fucking happening. If it doesn't, I mean, hell probably froze over. So, from when that strike happens, December 1, to whenever, what is the players' alignment, the players' union, agrees to a new deal with MLB on – rules pay, yada, yada, yada. Um, and COVID's playing a big fucking role in that because they had a huge dispute last year with COVID. Uncle Rob had to make a fucking rule. But there's a whole lot of bullshit that's going to go on between the two of them. So from December 1st to whenever they finally figure it out and agree on it, there's no trades. There's no signings. There is not shit. We are stopping baseball even in the offseason. So that's going to play a huge kink into this offseason, especially with the Rangers being big spenders. But one thing, um, I know we both at the beginning of the offseason were thinking that we might go, we'll probably go Correa, and I still hope we do. He's a fucking freak of nature. Um, best shortstop in the league. But like we said, if he signs somewhere else, fuck him, we'll hate him. But – we have already met with uh, Scott Boris, who is the agent of Corey Seager. We've already met with him. And there is high speculation that Corey may sign before December 1st just to fucking get it done with. So I had a wild thought, and it makes so much sense to me. So Woody was his third base coach. And then Tim, who we just hired as our hitting coach, the two years, I believe, I think Corey won two silver sluggers. That was his hitting coach for those two years. Corey does have ties now with the Rangers coaching staff and very good ties that benefited him. Um, the Dodgers have Trey Turner. They're really not in the much need of the market of a shortstop. Corey could very, 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 very well come to us. But what 
and I won't be upset about it at all. The crazy thought I, I came up with today. So third base. We know we're not going to have Josh Jung opening day because we're going to fuck with the service time. Not his fault. It's the fucking business's fault. It's the owner's fault. They're assholes, but they're going to do it for their business aspect. We won't call Josh Jung up until probably early mid-May. So, you sign Corey to play shortstop. You move Izzy to second. Nathaniel's at first. Who do you go get a third? I mean, I know you know. You have this shitty grin on your face. The guy with the same last name. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty wild. <laughs> Kyle Seeger, his brother. Uh, yeah, that's I love that. That's okay. So here's why I love that. That's cheap. Yep. That's that's interdivisional. Yep. And it's like he's like that's fucking brother. Yeah. And then like and and, and Kyle performs. Oh so, yeah. Fuck, he's playing the Mariners. If you're a Ranger fan, you've seen this guy whoop your ass a hundred times. But now, all right, mid-May, say Jung is ready. All right, there it is. Well, guess what? Now you got Kyle as your utility infielder because he can fucking play them all. Or if if everybody's in the field that day, he can go DH. Kyle Seeger would be a massive pickup with or without his brother being the shortstop because, I mean, we're going to – 99% chance we land one of the five shortstops. It's – be shocked if we don't. There is that chance. Baseball is wild. But odds are we land one of those shortstops. Corey could be a huge – he might be the front runner at this point. I know everybody talks about Trevor Story coming home, yada, 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 what the fuck ever. But Corey Seager actual ties with the team and leaving his last team, he might be the front runner for the team now. But you get any of those five shortstops and then go add Kyle – that is a huge, huge pickup for us. And we got the money to fucking do it. Yeah, that's pretty wild. Your your baseball mind is impressive. I'm also very glad that you said Nathaniel Lowe so his mother doesn't get on here and tell us that we did it wrong. Um, hey, if we call him Nate, maybe we get some publicity. That is true. I think <laughs> when we, get, we might get some fucking publicity from this fucking hot take you got right here. This shit. <laughs> That's that's great. Like I, if you've if you've watched, read, listened to anything Rangers related in the last week, um, the the fucking Corey Seager fucking bubble has kind of manifested for every reason that Clint said. Um, the Dodgers have Trey Turner; they're going to stick with Trey Turner, and we want somebody to be an everyday shortstop. We don't want somebody that we hey hey man, we need you to play shortstop every fifth game or whatever. Right. That's that's what Corey wants to do. He wants to be an everyday shortstop. He wants to be a staple in the foundation of the team. Um, I I agree. I think we're we're real marketable. Um, we're in the middle of a rebuild. We have a great fucking prospect, fucking class, whatever you want to call it. Our farm system is fucking phenomenal. We jumped 19 spots in the middle <laughs> of the season. Um, yeah, it's unheard of. So, and, and I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know if they are fucking super cool, close brothers, but maybe you sprinkle that on there. You say, hey, you know, we got Kyle they, coming, too. They got to be close brothers because, you know, the uh, 
the players weekend where they wear like the, the funky ass like little league jerseys they get yeah. to put their nickname the very first year kyle put Corey's brother because Corey was like the rookie that was just a badass kyle's yeah. been playing for 10 years already he was like Corey's brother <laughs> yeah man that's hey look at that we could have the fucking players weekend next year and they could both put their brothers <laughs> i'm on the same side of the diamond i'm just well, i'm gonna Make a little note of that. Just if that comes to fruition, like we're talking November 15th, Nortech Sports fucking radio podcast. 7.56 p.m. Whatever the fuck you want to call us. That's not only is that a hot take, man, that that makes a lot of sense. That that fills in a lot of blanks for the Texas Rangers. Oh, yeah. So fucking it's I mean. If you don't listen, when we're tweeting about it, when it happens, we're like, oh shit, hey, is what happened. You know, you'll you'll know you'll know what it means. But I I'm fucking all on board with that. I I didn't even think about it. I I've kind of been following the the Seeger bubble get bigger and people are talking about Correa not doing this, blah, blah, blah. And um, you know, like you said, I I absolutely think we'll land one of the five. Um oh, we, we have to. As far as Colorado people go, we both already said we'd much rather have John Gray. Um, so, which they, it, it, it fucking blows my mind, especially being a Rangers fan, how many times the fucking Rockies could do stupid shit. Like, that's the best way I know how to say it. Like, I don't, it, it's mind blowing to me that they don't move the people that it, baseball's very complicated, but the shit that they do is very simple. Like, they didn't oh, yeah. move two of their better players, and then they didn't even offer them anything. So yeah, they just walk. They just see it. Yeah, fucking like, terrible. <laughs> it, it's mind blowing. So I don't think that I could be a baseball GM, but I could fucking do much better than that. So yeah, you walk away with something. Yeah, and something like fucking retain the guy and trade him for draft picks. Trade him for fucking something. Yeah, like that's that's some of the things that. When I get upset as, like, a Ranger fan with baseball, I look at shit like that, and I'm like, you know what? We haven't won a World Series, but it's not that bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. could be worse. We're literally letting people walk out the door. Like, yeah. it's got to be rough to wake up a fucking Colorado Rockies fan, open your fucking Twitter, your ESPN app or whatever, and just see shit that says, hey, we're letting our great players just walk out the door. <laughs> And there's there's no obligation for us to get anything in return. <laughs> there's no other club that's gonna have to pay their salary. There's no like there's nothing. There's nobody that's gonna trade us anything. Like we're literally just letting them go. We'll knock ten dollars off this hundred and fifty dollar jersey for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how we'll recoup. We'll recoup his nope. we'll recoup his salary by fucking we'll sell plenty of fucking Trevor Story John Gray jerseys. And if you sure. keep your season tickets, uh renew those. You'll have a ticket at the All Star Game when you host it. You can yeah. see him then. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking, Fucking wild. idiots. <laughs> I'm here for it, man. I'm I'm here for uh, <laughs> Corey Seager, Kyle Seager. Like you said, we know we're gonna fuck with Josh Jung's fucking Seager service boys. time. Yep. Somebody somebody's gonna have to start the season for us, man. That's a that's all. I, that's just a good guy to have in the clubhouse, man. Oh, no yeah. drama. 
He's a fucking good vet, especially um, even if this is great of a player as Josh Young is. Like, that's a good fucking foundational infielder to have in the clubhouse. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm I'm here for it. I'm all about it. This is where it happened first. Clint yeah. said it. New North hashtags. Seager bros to Texas. Yep. Fucking. Like get ready. Fucking happen. Like it, love it, tweet it. When it happens, don't wonder why we're not surprised because we fucking called it. November yeah, we already told you. Fucking 15th. So tweet that, boob. Yeah. Fucker. My Texas Heat. There's our old pal Connor Williams on the line for the Cowboys. Texas isn't back. Connor's not back. Hey, real quick, real quick, before you get on a tangent about this, I know he's going to be listening when we put it out. Uh, <laughs> fucking, I I was in Dallas this weekend. I've already talked about it a couple times with my buddy Lars. Hey, he's on board with you. During the game, he was talking about this. He's he's fucking right there with you, man. It's fucking Connor Williams shit show. And it it's I've not been a Connor fan since the day we drafted him. But at the beginning of this year, you know, a few weeks in, I was like, fuck. Maybe he grew up. And then one week, I don't remember what game it was, I mentioned it. I had it wrote down that he was actually gonna be my lone star. And then like the end of the game, he ends up getting like four fucking penalties. You're just like, what the fuck just happened? Why did you just do this? Like on one drive. So I scratched him out that week. Pissed me off. But Gordon Williams is filling my fucking Texas heat. This son of a bitch. He's leading the league with over 18% of his own team's penalties. 18% of Cowboy penalties are <laughs> Connor Williams. Nobody in the league has more for their team. That's fucking terrible. Uh, he leads the league and accepts penalties with 10. Uh, total flags with 13. And yards in 110. He literally leads the league in every single fucking penalty category. Um, <laughs> this one's so fucking bad. Last season, Jedrick Willis led the league with 11 penalties. Connor Williams is one short. We have eight games to go. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? That's impressive. God. Connor. Yeah. I, I don't even know if I should yell at you because it might, like, hurt your feelings right now. But good God, feel the heat. <laughs> get, get the fuck together. Yeah, you. It's to the point now where you almost don't even really have to. Uh, I don't know. Like Saturday or Sunday, we we're watching the game. Um, just listening to it, we we're kind of out about this like sports bar place, and you just like when you hear the whole like holding offense, like you already plug in the number it's two. 50. Yeah, you already <laughs> plug in the fifty-two part. You don't even have to hear that part. You know. Like, you don't yeah. put down your drink. You don't look up. You don't stop eating. You just, like, oh, yep, Connor Williams. Yeah, you don't even get mad. Nope. So, it's fucking. Flag that's in the back. All right. That's Connor. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. That, he, Connor, you're feeling Texas heat, brother. We got to chill on the fucking yellow laundry. 
historically, though, that's been like I feel like the last couple of weeks, that's been if if you've been filled with Texas here over the last couple of weeks, it's worked out well. Oh yeah. So maybe maybe yours might not have been mine. Maybe you've been good. We are right. bringing this together. You're right. Who? Well, who you got on the fucking hot seat? Who's still tech seat? Not. I. I. I was in a couple different positions. Um. I, I scratched mine out. Connor <laughs> pissed me off. I had one right down. Connor pissed me off. <laughs> I'll be real honest, and I won't fucking babble about it. I did want to go Chris Tash Porzingis, uh, but I won't babble about that. If He's just cruising right now. If he doesn't, if he doesn't fucking pick up the pace, then watch out next week. This week, I'm I'm gonna go Dennis Gurionov. And it's because I watched him play. I I know without a doubt, I don't know the number. I know his minutes are reduced um like crazy, and that's directly related to his performance. 12 games, three points. Man, it just doesn't look there. And I love him as a player. He's fucking great on the the stars. Um, he's a great asset to have, but uh, we have, I mean, we have people that are fucking. We have Radulov back, Tyler Sagan's back. Yeah. Um, this is not the time to be fucking sucking. And no. I love Dennis just Curry like we've talked about the Cowboys. They're deep. The stars, yeah, on paper are fucking deep. You got to yeah. show up, have your role. Uh, it's not the time to suck. Um, I know he's trying to get out of the funk. I know we've had a couple of guys in the funk. Like I said, I, I, I mean, Jamie Ben was in a little funk. Rope is in a little funk. They're both scoring goals now. Um, and I hope this works for Denny. He's, he's a fucking great player. I love him on the team. But the fucking depth, man, we have the depth for you not – like we can afford for you to not not be there if you fuck up. So, um, when I get down the line, like I, I honestly see us moving him if we can get anything for it. And oh, yeah, just because we have the depth. I mean, he, he could be great on another team, he could be great on this team, but he's just he's he, he's playing the third line the other night. So, yeah, I mean, and he shouldn't be a third line guy, exactly. So, I like it, that's where we are. We'll see what happens this week with, with them two boys. Uh, Malone Star, going Jordan Lewis. Stat wise, two tackles, one assist, one pick, which the pick was fucking nice. But I, I I couldn't find it a while ago how many pass breakups he had. But every single one he had was at a crucial time, which was great because you could tell. They didn't want to actually attack Trayvon. They didn't go after him that much. And Jordan got a lot of fucking action from that. And he stepped his ass up, breaking up passes, gotten his pick, and, I mean, just hitting anybody. Jordan played a hell of a game this week. And, I mean, that's what you need. You got a stud corner on one side. and They're not going to want to go that way much. Anthony Brown and Jordan Lewis. I mean, both of them came to play this week. So, but I gave it to Jordan. Anthony's gotten a little bit of love and a little bit of hate. But yeah, Jordan, that he's he's my lone star this week. He played fucking great. Yeah, I 
I mean, it's like you said, it's, it's that it's the shit. And I think this is kind of what makes us rare, whatever, you know, if we, we don't have 500,000 followers, we don't, we don't have 500,000 people listening, but I think this is the shit that makes us rare. We watch these games that we see, we see the importance of the stuff that doesn't go on faith. Right. Like you said, these, these breakups, these past deflections, um, everything. We talked about that in the beginning of the show. Like the, the defense gave up three points over 60 minutes. Um, and that's not, that's not because we had fucking 15 interceptions. Uh, we had three interceptions, one blocked punt, you know, that's great, but it, it's stuff like this that you don't necessarily see. I'm, I'm sure we can find it. We can pull up a box score. We can pull up whatever analytics we need to, and we'll see past deflections and stuff like that. But as the lay person, as the normal fucking surface level fan, this is the stuff you don't see when you sit here and you watch these games, you follow these teams, you watch these players progress. This is what is important. I mean, it's like you said, like if if you tune in to the Dallas Cowboys on red zone and you listen to what they say on ESPN afterwards, the only person you know that plays in the secondary is Trayvon Diggs. Yeah, that's it. Trayvon Diggs had a great week. He did a great job covering up Kyle Pitts. He got burned early once. Um, he did a great job covering Kyle Pitts. Got another pick. He he was I I would I wholeheartedly agree putting him behind Anthony Brown and Jordan Lewis performance-wise this week. Oh, yeah. So, um, that's I, – I, I think that's great. I think Jordan played great. Big tackles, big breakups. Um, is, is one of those weeks where he was involved in, honestly, more shit than he needed to be involved in, which is great. Oh, yeah. That, that's never a fucking issue on defense. So, it's – I'm not complaining about it. I hope he keeps the shit up. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, um, I'll stick with hockey. I was a little back and forth. Um, man, I – call me biased, recency biased, being there biased. I think Anton Dovin played a great fucking game the other night. He, yeah. He fucking had a great time in the net. Um, uh, a, lot, a lot of people undervalue him. A lot of stars – Fans, a lot of stars and reporters undervalue him. Um, and that think, blows my mind. Yep. It blows my mind because both of us absolutely love some dog. Yeah, it's it's very wild to me. Um, he's absolutely done more than establish his place with this team. Uh, you know, we've we've been around the Ben Bishop era. We know that too. Um, he's plagued by injuries. He's plagued by toxic knees, and that's not his fault. That's not anyone's fault. And right. Dobby's absolutely stepped up in this role. He's done it over the last two seasons. Um, we love Jake Ottinger. We know Jake Ottinger is the future. Uh, I just after we we've had an interesting week with goalies with goalie moves. Uh, we've we've talked about it on the podcast and offline a little bit about what's going on with Braden Holby. He had the dehydration right. issue. Now he's out with the typical hockey lower body injury. Um, and you really had a guy, Anton Dovin, who this offseason, it, it makes me wonder what's going through his mind when we sign, uh, you know, Braden Holby, who's a one in the net for multiple teams. And um, oh yeah, he doesn't ask questions. He doesn't complain. He, you know, hope he goes down. Uh, we call up Jake Ottinger, and you know, it, Dobbin doesn't ask questions. He, you know, they tell him he's got the start. Uh, Bones tells him he's got the start. He goes out. 
he performs. Uh, he might not start the next three games, but when he goes out, he starts. I mean, he leaves it out there. He was the he was the star of the game the other night. It was obvious. Um, did a great job. 0.939 save percentage. He's I I appreciate the shit out of him as a goalie man. He's he's no fucking you know Andre Vasilevsky, but he fucking does what our team needs him to do. And yeah, especially this podcast, man. That's what we preach. We just preach fucking playing your role, performing how whatever team you're playing on needs you to perform. So yep. fucking uh, that, that's another one there. He fucking we we had a lot of athletes across all of our teams. Uh, Jalen Brunson is just kind of fucking, he's, he's just kind of sitting on this fucking Lone Star. You know, he's consistently performing, like we talked about, to a point where this is almost an expectation for him now. Like, oh, yeah. We're not even surprised by his performance anymore. So, uh, good week for us all around, man. We had, we had a lot of, a lot of good shit to talk about. So, Luca 13 in the first half, Porzingis 17. Jalen seven. See, yeah, I mean, oh, I yeah, Chris Knapps right there. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's and even Jalen, Jalen got him seven. I mean, he could turn around and put a fucking twenty plus real quick. Yep. Um. Anything left? I know we got a half of basketball. We'll watch off off air, but anything left for this week? No. I mean, uh, you know, we got the the upcoming stuff we talked about. Yeah, um, we got we for the Mavs. We got a Phoenix Wednesday night nine o'clock game tip off. Fuck yeah, those are awesome. Uh, and then Friday again at nine o'clock with the Suns. And then Sunday at two thirty at the Clippers. Uh, stars tomorrow night. We got Detroit. Fuck them. Seven thirty. Uh, then we got the Minnesota Wild at seven on Thursday, and the St. Louis Blues Saturday at seven before our next episode. And then you boys, we going to Arrowhead next week. Yeah, Cowboys Chiefs, Chiefs. Oh yeah, Chiefs fucking rebounded well this week, man. So uh, I'm I'm glad we had the week that we had. I hope that shit carries over because the Chiefs had a good game. They played well. Oh yeah. Yeah, fucking it, it, It'll be a good week Fucking listen to this shit Tomorrow, hop on Follow us this week I'm absolutely going to be watching Fucking the Stars game Thursday night We The fucking the wild are hot Right now Oh yeah, really hot. Uh, I'm going to see Hopefully this was the start of something um, Calgary's, or, or not Calgary Sorry, Detroit, they're hit and miss So hopefully we knock them off And then this wild game will be It'll be something. So, oh yeah, it's a stay it's a good week. Stay tuned. Merch coming soon. We got surprises coming. Very very soon. Not not like this isn't like oh we're thinking about doing some bullshit like this. Like there's it's here. The ball it's, is rolling and yeah. it's coming fast. Yeah, it's not like oh we think this would probably be a good idea. Maybe we should fiddle fuck around and think about doing something like this. Like no. Sorry, folks, we're way past that. So yeah, fuse has been lit. Yeah, yeah, we we fucking we lit this fucking fuse. They said, "Hey, there's this ginormous ass fucking bomb <laughs> right down here. Uh, here's a lighter, and we fucking 
grab that bitch, <laughs> lit it right up. <laughs> Full so, sin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you guys fucking absolutely be ready for that because that's shit. We we got a little sneak peek of that and that hey. I'm here for it. Oh, yeah. It's going to be dope. Uh, well, shit. I guess uh, guess that's all we got for this week. We will see y'all next week. Got a fun-filled week of sports. Peace. See y'all.